0: This is going to be a short episode for sure.
1: <laughs> His last famous words, and then at one o'clock, <laughs> he just got there. <laughs> hello, this
0: is Chris Markward. Um Hello, and welcome to Curiously Polar episode nine. Uh, again, with me, our explorer friend and scientist, and I'm running out of things to say about you. <laughs> Mario, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, Chris.
0: Yeah, welcome. Good to be here. Welcome back after last week's episode about counting whales we decided to do something this uh this week that we are not we don't have as much information about but which is a pretty interesting thing which i encountered for the first time this year in svalbard and it's the use of a a device that helps you not to sink in the snow too much when you walk snowshoes
1: yeah i mean um it's uh it was uh, it was amazing how quickly you guys picked up the use of snowshoes.
0: Well, we we did we did a lot of landings when we were uh, sailing around Svalbard on the Norderlicht, and in some cases we could walk on the beach, like a little pebble beach, a strip of pebbles, which was relatively easy. Uh, but then some of the hikes we had to do over the the, the ice and snow cover, and. I'm used to like here, here in the middle of Germany where I live. I'm used to snow covers that I don't know usually don't go beyond like ten, fifteen, twenty centimeters, which is uh, relatively easy to walk through. But then when you when you when you step in snow and you sink into your knees or up to your hip, that's a bit of a problem sometimes.
1: Yeah, especially if you want to go for a hike. <laughs>
0: if you want to go for a hike, you can walk a bit, but it is really, really taxing and difficult to walk long stretches. Over snow, without the, that, without something that helps you, that helps you prevent sinking in.
1: Yeah, and this is uh, this is the principle of the snowshoe. You are actually increasing uh, the surface uh, of your foot, so that the the relatively weight per surface area is smaller. So you, the snow actually keeps you up. Right, and uh, and it makes it. Of course, you get these large feet, uh, your large footprint. Which requires that you walk a little bit, uh, funnily, but, uh, <laughs> looks, but
0: looks like you're like a bit of a penguin walking.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, or or, or, a, or like a, a diver, baby, baby, or a baby. Or baby, baby yeah. Or, or, but uh, we got we got used to that fairly easily. And yeah, this is the advantage of snowshoes. I mean, you guys were particularly good at doing that, but uh, maybe you had a very big incentive if you wanted to get to nice places, take good pictures, right. and uh, and good views. Uh, but um, but it is in general it is relatively easy to adapt to uh, walking with snowshoes uh, and uh, it's much easier than uh, than teaching people that have never had skis on their feet to use sticks uh, that are actually sliding back and forth because <laughs> snowshoes do not usually slide back and forth
0: <laughs> and, and snowshoes at least the modern snowshoes that we had that were made of a uh, uh, pretty much the 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 shape, the distribution shape was mes- made from plastic, and then the the place that you hook your shoes in, which is pretty much like rubber bands that you tie tie over your shoes and behind the the heel of your shoe. Um, those were like a metal structure that was on hinges, so you could move that around. Mm-hmm. But then those snowshoes also had um they they were directional so there's one direction they go in well and then the other direction they stop which means you do not slide backwards you can only kind of skid forwards on them
1: yes and you have um you have a little bit uh, like now we had a like a metal structure underneath that had a, a kind of a like a crampon like uh, right uh, effect um you have the uh the the uh, for part of the foot that is hinged so you can actually lift your foot and walk um, more easily it's um it's a bit like cross-country skiing right you're
0: you're mostly attached with your shoe in the front and then the the toe and then the heel can lift up
1: yes and uh, and the other advantage is that you can use your own shoes or your own boots so right. you don't need to have, uh, like special boots or anything. I mean, you just take the boots you have and when you don't need the snowshoes anymore, you just take them off and they are quite light. So you can have them in your, like on the back of your backpack and, uh, and use them only when you need them.
0: That, that for me, by the way, the, the, the directionality of them, that was what caught me two times. The first time, well, no, the first time I stumbled over my own, own feet because I just wasn't used for them to be this wide. So I, I just yeah. like they they just caught and then I just fell which in snow doesn't really hurt and yeah. the second time was when I was uh, trying to go backwards so my my body yeah. was leaning backwards but the shoes wouldn't follow and that's when I ended up on my butt
1: exactly <laughs> but uh but uh, it was uh, of course there are a few times you can you can fall but it would not have been as uh, as often as if you had if you had skis on your feet. I have a um, I have a, a bit of video of that by the way
0: from our from our tour. Um, uh, I will link to that in the show notes, and that includes a sequence about, uh, well, a little bit about snowshoeing and me falling. So you you get an idea.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. And uh, the interesting part is that uh, the idea that some of us, uh, I mean, the, the idea that I had those snowshoes was uh, like more of a like a like a tennis uh, racket uh, thing. I think that's that's uh, what they originally kind of looked like, right? Yeah, I think that that is the North American version um, from the uh, local populations uh, before the North American indigenous people, before the Europeans uh, uh, colonized the North America, and then they had this, uh, this sort of a, like a, a wooden a wooden frame, um, and uh, uh, they used uh, like uh, animal sinews. Uh, like tendons uh, to make strings that would uh, be like a like a web, and uh, and the web would allow the uh, flotation on the surface of the snow, but also the snow to fall through. If you actually by accident lifted some snow on the surface on the upper surface.
0: Oh, right, that might be a problem. If you if you have like solid ones, you might be using them as snow mm. shovels uh, inadvertently.
1: Yeah, but there are there are indications, and uh, now. There are indications that uh, snowshoes made of solid wood were used in central asia all right even as back as uh, four to six thousand years ago
0: wow yeah so so they they would they would i don't know maybe strap like real planks of wood under their feet maybe maybe an maybe an early kind of ski emerging from yeah, the exactly. we don't know and, and, this but
1: is, and this is this is actually one of the origin of uh, of one of the the Theories on the origin of of having skis and is uh, to have uh, like planks of wood, like pieces of wood that uh, you would uh, put under, like tie under your shoe, and then you would use them. Uh, more probably, more also for sliding, and if they had some sort of uh, elongated uh, uh, keel, then they would be better for sliding.
0: Maybe there's a, maybe there's a, there's a snowshoe slash ski historian listening to this who could fill us in with more information that sounds interesting
1: yeah definitely but uh, but the snowshoes that we have today i mean it has um it has uh, had a, a revival uh in recent years and uh, i know my cousin for example in italy she's uh, an active snowshoer uh, she doesn't like to ski and uh, snowshoeing is also easier on your knees uh, usually <laughs> you don't risk uh, as much twisting your your legs um, and she she goes snowshoeing up on the Alps, wow. and um, and that's. Um, but uh, it's a it's a very nice tool. It's practical. It's small. Um, it's not very expensive, and it's fun because it allows you to extend your range uh, a decent amount. Uh, of course, your your range would depend on how far you are you want to hike. <laughs> But uh, we we managed to go up on a glacier, quite quite high up on this glacier in uh, in Grimaldi Bugta, on uh, Prince Karl's Foreland. and uh, it was a couple of hours up, and that was nice. Now you didn't participate in that. I trip, was watching you? <laughs> you guys from from You're on board pictures. the ship. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Yeah um I we we are by the way heavily uh feeding from the wikipedia article on snowshoes here um the one piece here that I find interesting is like the techniques that you employ uh-huh. with snowshoes like walking is pretty easy straightforward um but of course you have the you have to have work with an exaggerated stride to um to make this work which is easy to adapt to and for turning i love i love that thing on turning walking skills are easily transferable to straightforward snowshoe travel but this is this is not always the case with turning around this is once when i ended up on my butt trying to turn around yeah. while because a, of the hinge <laughs> well it says while a snowshoer with space to do so can and usually does simply walk in in the small semi-circle uh on a steep slope or in close quarters such as um as a boreal forest this may be impractical or impossible and then you have to like do a kick turn you have to lift one foot up high up and then turn it around and it looks kind of awkward but it does work quite well i tried it out and after the first fall i kind of knew how to do
1: this yeah it is because uh, you have um well for going uphill for example you can put a, a step on the under your heel um most snowshoes have the possibility of putting a step so you actually put your foot more or less horizontal even if oh you're so you
0: here. have to have a diagonal uh bottom mm-hmm. of them yeah
1: and um and that's um that's interesting um but you still have this uh this hinged uh large plate that is uh hinged over on your about the height of your toes and uh like uh you need to uh you need to deal with that, <laughs> and uh, and for example, one of, one of the things that you have to, you have to lift your knees quite high up if you want to come over uh, stuff. It's not easy to walk backwards. It's actually very difficult to walk backwards.
0: Right, uh, I I so, notice that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you notice that. Yeah. <laughs> but but you but you get you get a quite a good training effect out of those, mm. I would think. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Um, yeah. One uh, actually, uh, the, one, the one interesting thing is that you can have adverse effects and. Uh, and uh, we read here on the Wikipedia that uh, uh, in Canada they call it uh, the mal de raquette mal de raquette <laughs> like, uh, like the the disease of uh, of the uh, snowshoe i 'm pretty sure you will
0: yeah. be uh, if you do this for the first time, you will be using uh, muscles that you don 't usually use and that will mm. certainly. Yeah, uh, especially
1: on the uh, calf and the uh, <laughs> the lower part of the leg, and also okay. because you are lifting your foot so much.
0: Uh-huh. One last little tidbit that I found interesting, and you dug this up, is that uh, even Utzi, the 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 guy they found frozen in, um, had some snowshoes with him.
1: Yeah, it was uh, like uh, there is a theory that part of the um, part of the uh, frame of the backpack. Um, that was uh, found uh, together with Ötzi, is, um could be a part of a snowshoe.
0: Oh, so it's a modular system, so he didn't have to carry that much.
1: Yeah, so and this is, we're talking about, uh, well, 3,300 years before the current era. So that's uh, quite a long time ago, and it's in the Alps. Now, let's not go into the... Uh, details of nationality because at that time there was no Austria and no Italy so it's very true okay I saw you were almost there
0: I, I I love these little deviations into other topics and then coming back I think that keeps it that keeps it fresh and interesting but this is only a short episode and I think we're all already at the end of it so um, if you are interested in that uh, the Arctic is a great place to do some snowshoeing as is the Alps that was it for this episode of curiously polar if you are out on the social media let other people know about what we're doing here we the word of mouth is the only way that other people find out about it as is um as is reviews on itunes for example and star ratings and things like that that's what helps us be be discovered by other people and we'd appreciate your help in that um that
1: and was it for this Hmm? yes and tell your family.
0: tell everyone and we are going to be back next week with another interesting <laughs> topic until then stay cool mario stay cool chris thank you very much